as always a big thank you to Myra Green for her music, her composition Passing Places. You can find out more about Myra Green at her website, myragreen.com, or follow the links from my own website, www.bonnytours.com. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Passing Places. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, and if you're new to the show, I say every week it's my personal podcast of my diaries of my travels around Scotland, mainly by motorhome, but also by motorcycle and with some hill walking thrown in for good measure. You join me at Bricks and Mortar. After a fantastic weekend on Royal Deeside, I find myself back home. I've been here for the whole week and I've been catching up on all the practical things that you have to do. Uh, but I'm looking forward to heading off to Argyll and the West Coast on Monday, so plenty to look forward to. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention in practical terms. If you remember back to the last week or two, I started a donations page. And in last week's episode, I thanked David and Andrew for their kind donations. And in the last few days, I've also had a further donation from Bonnie Hofkin, who's recently returned to California for um, a fantastic holiday in Scotland and out on the Hebridean islands of Tyree and Barra. So thanks again, Bonnie, for supporting the podcast. And the reason I mention the donations is I've come up with a, a plan to deal with the awkwardness of it. You might not have realised, but over the last six months since I started the podcast, you've been listening to me through a, a microphone which costs about uh, £10 or $15. I bought a box set of three karaoke microphones <laughs> and I've been using one of them for the podcast. So I've taken the donations and I've added my own amount and the reason the podcast has been delayed for a day is that uh, I've been waiting on my new microphone and I, I'm not certain that you'll hear the difference because it's going to take me some time to find out how best to use it. But it's a Shure SM58, the industry standard, the most famous uh, microphone for vocals, used extensively throughout the world for the last 40 plus years uh, on stage and in the studio by bands as famous as The Who. And uh, that's the microphone that I'm now using. So I think that's quite a good solution to any donations rather than some beer money for me. Uh, it will contribute to the running costs of the podcast, but I'd quite like to make sure I give a shout out to how the money has been spent. So for Bonnie and for David and Andrew, uh, if you do still listen to the podcast going forward, you can always have a little wry smile because you've paid towards the cost of the Shure SM58 microphone. So I've also used the week at home to spend a fair bit of time on two two different projects. One uh, is to uh, change or improve my website. I've got a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, work I've been doing over the week to revamp the website. I'm not convinced I'll keep the same uh, design or theme or presentation that you see just now, but I've got a lot of new different uh, functional parts of the website which will be ready to go in the next uh, maybe next three or four weeks 
And the other thing I've been doing, which has been really frustrating, is I've been two or three times down to the local electronics store to uh, buy some cables and plugs to set my uh, mixer desk up and my computer to take Skype interviews. Uh, it's not a tech podcast, I won't bore you with the details, but I'm all sorted now. I'm ready to take Skype interviews and record them directly into the podcast. So, wherever you are, Bonnie, uh, you're first up. And then I've got a couple of other people lined up. I've mentioned that already, that uh, we're going to be doing some interviews. And I think it's quite good over the winter months that uh, opportunities there to uh, probably do more chatting. And there'll be less uh, times that I'll be out and about in the dark wet, windy nights podcasting from the van, so that will keep us going over the the winter months. So, fingers crossed as I experiment with this new Shure SM58 microphone, that the audio this week will be at least as good as previous weeks and hopefully better. But I wanted to chat to you about the autumn, the autumn in Scotland, and it's a sort of reflective moment for me because it's a year this week since I got my van and over the year I was just checking the the dashboard when I put the van back last weekend and I've managed to clock up 9,000 miles or so since I picked the van up. It's due for its uh, MOT in service in the next week or two and if you chop off uh, maybe 2,000 miles for the two or three weeks I spent travelling down and spending a good time in France I've spent probably 7,000 miles since last October travelling around Scotland and the last six, almost seven months since February podcasting about my experiences and my travels. As I've been out and about in recent weeks there's been that sort of frenetic uh, feeling of the harvest being collected in Lots of tractors on the roads and combine harvesters and even at uh, a sort of local level people out collecting brambles and it's that whole sort of end of summer harvest time period and as that passes us by we quickly move into the sort of sense of autumn and for me the downside is really the clock's changing in a couple of weeks because we'll suddenly find it getting dark at uh, half five, six o'clock in the evening and by the 21st of December, we'll have just under seven hours of daylight in Stirling. And if you lived up in Lerwick in the Shetland Islands, you'd find another hour clocked off. Uh, so you would be talking less than six hours of daylight on the shortest day. So that's the sort of downside of the winter in Scotland, is how quickly it gets dark and how short the days are. But there's lots of reasons to be positive if you're thinking about coming to Scotland in the autumn. Uh, not least of all because there's no midges. The first signs of frost are around about now and the midges are gone. Uh, the kamikaze wasps haven't really been around this summer. Uh, I'm not sure why, but uh, wasps and bees disappear around about now too. And there's equally very, very few tourists around. So you'll have the whole of Scotland, certainly the, the countryside and the more rural areas and the north coast and the islands. You'll get a sense of it uh, peace and tranquility of the place. It really is a good time to to visit. But probably, if I'm honest, the, the best reason to visit Scotland in the autumn is the autumn colours as the leaves turn. 
We've uh, still got far too many conifer plantations in Scotland. But a lot of them are coming to maturation now and will be hopefully replaced with a bit more sensitivity in terms of uh, mixed broadleaf as well as conifers for timber. I've been following discussions online over the summer about how this might be one of the most spectacular autumn displays because the weather has been so dry the trees might turn a little bit quicker than in normal years. And many people online talk about Scotland being the most spectacular uh, display of autumn colours in Europe. And uh, I was just sitting here thinking as I'm talking that uh, pride comes before a fall. <laughs> I'm sure my American listeners will get that joke. Um, but it is, if you're a photographer or just as a walker, if you're out and about in the hills and countryside in Scotland, there are some fantastic um, places to see autumn colours. Uh, one little tip I would suggest if you go onto the, the Woodland Trust website, which is um, www.visitwoods.org.uk, they have a page where you can type in your town or the area that you happen to be in, and it will list the woodland walks within that area, and they have a star rating for autumn colour. So, really handy website if you want to check out uh, where you could go for a good walk and enjoy the best the autumn can uh, deliver. A few places I would mention uh, from my own experience is Perthshire is particularly good for mixed woodland, all sorts of areas around Perthshire. And if you're travelling up the A9 towards Inverness, uh, a couple of obvious places would be the Hermitage, which is just opposite Dunkeld. A really nice walk throughout the year, but some of uh, Scotland's best trees are in the Hermitage and plenty of colour this time of year and you can walk up to the there's a waterfall and a Victorian folly there uh, you might even see the odd salmon leap but uh, it's a really handy uh, car park just adjacent to the A9 doesn't involve you having to travel too far and also in uh, Faskily uh, near Pitlochry you can uh, likewise park up and go for a walk in the woods um, the Trossachs generally all around Calendar and Aberfoyle, lots of uh, conifer plantation, right enough, but there are some areas of mixed woodland, uh, particularly around the um, Brigaturk, which is just uh, just to the west slightly of Loch Venneker. So if you're coming through from Calendar towards uh, Loch Catron, there are some lovely um, woodland walks there. And where else would I mention? There's a place which is uh, very far north. Um, one of my favourite walks when I lived up in that area. It's called the Big Burn Walk at Galsby, just as you head out of the village or the end of the town. I think there's a garage of some kind or an old mill on the left. You just park in there and you walk up a fantastic uh, burn or a stream, uh, which is almost becomes like a gorge. And at various points in the walk there are uh, little wooden bridges that crisscross the river by some nice waterfalls and fantastic autumn colours. And for me, one of the things I always remember at the Big Burn Walk was the huge number of uh, mushrooms and toadstools that you see at this time of year. So if I get the chance over the next month to be passing up the northeast coast, I'll definitely be stopping off at the Big Burn Walk. And one final place I'd mention is earlier in the year I was up in uh, Glen. 
um, Glen Lednock, which is a another similar walk up a, a river uh, that turns into a bit of a gorge. And you can walk up one side and come down the other. It's just uh, behind Comrie, which is, if you're coming east to west, you're coming over from Creef. And you can park up in Comrie. And that's a lovely walk as well as a couple of viewpoints. There's a monument up on the hill, which is worth a visit. Uh, I think I've got a couple of pictures on the Facebook page. But that's uh, certainly another walk I'd recommend if you're in that area. And I almost forgot the jewel in the crown. Uh, people talk about Glen Affric as being the most beautiful glen in Scotland. So if you're coming up the A82 on the side of Loch Ness when you come to Drum the Rocket and you haven't seen Nessie and you're getting quite frustrated by that, you can head over on the B Road to Cannock and a few miles further on you'll come to Glen Affric. Uh, there's Lochside there and it's a national nature reserve. We've got some of our remnants of our ancient Caledonian pine still there and there's been extensive uh, conservation and replanting going on over recent years but if you ever see a picture of the fall or autumn in Scotland there's a very good chance it's in Glen Affric. Uh, that's definitely the place to go if you're up that way and I was just, in fact I got a tweet this morning there'd been an earthquake in Drumnadrocket and before you start worrying uh, the great fault line which runs uh, through uh, through Loch Ness, uh, down from uh, Inverness right down to the west. Um, these earthquakes are some 2.6 on the Richter scale. I think at best you'd feel a little uh, tiny rumble and no more. Uh, we don't get proper earthquakes as far as I know in Scotland. But uh, some people say it's Nessie turning over or diving to the deep depths of the loch, but uh, that's the stuff of the tabloid newspapers. Another good thing about the autumn in Scotland is just as we get into higher rainfall, you do get the rivers uh, filling up, and the waterfalls tend to be that bit more spectacular. It's a time of year as well when the deers are rutting, so if you're in an area with red deer, if you're out in the hills hill walking, you may well hear the, the sound of the stags. Uh, Sounds quite uh, romantic in terms of Scotland, but you do hear the stags roaring when you're out and about. I was up on uh, Ben Vorlich last year, and on the peak, on the summit, I was sitting on my own, and the sound of these stags down in the glen was uh, really quite loud. Um, so you might be lucky and get to hear the stags rutting if you're out and about in the highlands. And also this time of year is when we first get the very early signs of snow on the hilltops, usually just a, a dusting of snow. The ski season, I think, officially starts on the 1st of December. Uh, in some ways, that's pretty meaningless because the, the ski resorts will open as soon as they get uh, enough snow for people to have some form of, or some chance of skiing. But uh, any time from now on, we should uh, be thinking about getting some snow on the mountains. And when I'm talking about the, the Scotland becoming somewhat emptied of uh, tourists, there is a whole winter outdoor activities type community who are involved in everything from canoeing to uh, hill walking, mountaineering, ice climbing, uh, skiing as I've mentioned, 
and there'll be plenty of people who'll be champing at the bit to see the weather uh, get colder and be waiting for the arrival of some proper snow and ice on our highest mountains. So there's plenty to look forward to. All I need to do is shake off the blues about the lack of daylight. And I suppose really clutching at straws here to be positive about the darknesses. I do like uh, stargazing and astronomy and it's uh, very difficult in the summer to get any views of the stars because the converse of having six or seven hours of daylight and the shortest day is that in June and July or some parts of Scotland don't really get dark at all. So uh, we've got that to look forward to and if you, you may well have heard of Comet Ison, which is due uh, overhead and if it survives its pass round the sun people have predicted it's going to be the comet of the century um, and I don't think they mean just in the last uh, 13 years it should be or could be one of the most spectacular things you're ever going to see in the night sky and it'll persist for some weeks alternatively it might uh, completely disintegrate as it gets too near the sun and heats up so got my fingers crossed at Comet Ison is going to join me out in the, the van during November and into December. So tomorrow I'm planning to head off to Argyll. There's a few what I call well camping spots over in Argyllshire that I'd like to spend at least a night or two over there. And I'm also conscious that Joyce, who you've probably come across in the last few episodes, Joyce is due in Scotland tomorrow. And I've said if it uh, works out without any great difficulty on either side we could catch up for a coffee somewhere in Argyllshire so I hope Joyce that you are had a safe journey over and that the weather is reasonably kind to you this week and that you have a great time in Scotland and perhaps we'll catch up I was asking on my website about the uh, length of episode because I've been anything but consistent in terms of the length of each podcast and uh, David who goes by the, the by name Caravan Man was kind enough to reply and said that he would quite like episodes to be about half an hour because it's enough for him to listen to in bed without falling asleep so I'm thinking that as we go through the winter I might manage to uh, podcast more than once a week and perhaps have a a number of almost uh, fixed half hour podcasts which I'll put on the website over and above the normal weekly podcast and uh, I often promise and sometimes don't deliver, so don't hold me to that. It really depends on how often I get cooped up indoors and unable to get out and about. So that's something maybe to think about. And if you have any views about the episodes length, the length of episodes, then just get in touch and uh, give me some idea of listener feedback. And on that note, uh, I'll maybe bring this relatively brief episode to a close and if you want to get in touch with me, uh, feedback at bonnytours.com is my email. You can use that SpeakPipe uh, voicemail service on my website. It's a bit like buses. I was uh, hyper last week because I had two voicemails and we've got none this week, which is the way these things go. But if you'd like to send a voicemail, nothing better than a voice going out in the microphone and a voice coming back. So that'd be great. You can leave comments on the website. You can jump onto Facebook, type in uh, Passing Places Podcast into the search box and join our discussion group online. And you can also find me on YouTube. Just type in Kevin Scullion into YouTube 
and you should find all my videos there. I mention iTunes reviews every week and I was uh, kicking myself the other day because as, as I was looking at my stats, uh, it was beginning to dawn on me that many of you don't listen to Passing Places through iTunes or on an iPhone. So you may well be taking the podcast directly from the the web or from another podcatcher on your Android phone. So apologies if I keep rabbiting on about iTunes. And finally, I've mentioned each week the affiliate links. If you want to support the podcast, you can uh, click any banner, any Amazon banner on bonnytours.com or there's a little shopping uh, page that gives you some ideas of things that you uh, might be interested in. But if you do um, end up purchasing anything from Amazon after clicking any of those links, the podcast gets a, a small commission, which helps with the running cost. And as I said about the donations, it's uh, it's great that uh, any donations that come in, I'll directly reinvest in the podcast. So I think we'll leave it there for this week. As I say, next week I'll be podcasting about uh, somewhere in Argyllshire. And I've got this Skype set up so that I can now get bring, bring other voices onto the podcast each week. So we'll finish this episode here. And if you're ever in Scotland... I hope I catch up with you somewhere on your travels. Stay safe and thank you. I'll play out with Myra Green's music, a composition passing places. <laughs>